Welcome to Leading to Sales. My name is Brett Williams. I am your host today, and I am um, so excited about today's show. Frankly, I'm I'm almost a little fangirling um, because the special guest we have today um, is coming to us as the founder and CEO of Lately.ai, and this is a tool that I learned about, um, I want to say about six months ago, and I am beyond excited and in love with this tool. I'll just say that. Um, so we've got Kate Bradley Chernis here on the show today. She is the founder and CEO of Lately. And when you get a chance to hear some of her story, you're going to find out why I might be just a little bit fangirling. Um, I mean, the tool that she has, that she has helped introduce into the marketing community, to me, is going to be the standard bearer um, and it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to blow all other tools away when it comes to the value of content. Um, and here's what's cool about it is, and I'm going to let her explain the tool because she's going to be able to do it a lot better than I can. But she created this tool initially when she was running her own marketing agency. And I know so many of you all are running marketing agencies or you're running marketing for major corporations, but she created this originally off of a spreadsheet. Um, and I might be a little bit of a spreadsheet junkie. So needless to say, I'm excited. So we're going to be right back with Kate right after this. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Welcome to the show, Kate. Hey, Brett. Thank you so much. What an intro. That's, you know, I mean, honey, I wish I could hug you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I got, I'm setting the bar high because the reality is, in my opinion, when it comes to technology, you have set the bar at a whole nother level. You really Thank have. You. And so introduce yourself and, and just uh, share a little bit about what you've got going on. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. I feel like every Thursday feels like a Friday in COVID times to me. It's like <laughs> maybe we just want it to be Friday, but you know, by now, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm Kate Bradley Chernis. Um, so I, I used to be a rock and roll DJ, which I think um, Brett, you know this, right? So my last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM satellite radio. That's so, awesome. <laughs> so that on air sign, you know, I know it so well. Um, yeah. We were talking beforehand that, so I was, I was a jock up and down the Eastern seaboard. And one of the places was, was in Wilmington, North Carolina at a little station called the penguin. It's still there. And my voice is still on it. Like almost 15 That's years awesome. later. Yeah. They have, cause I was a production director um, and, and on air there. Um, so it is pretty funny because once in a while someone will be, you know, my radio voice Brett, is, it's a little bit different. <laughs> right. <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And but this is what this is what marketing is about, right? Like it's it's about adjusting your persona to yes. the audience, right? Yes. Which we all know. So so yeah, so I went from radio, and we can talk about the journey if you want to, but I went from okay. radio to um owning a marketing agency. And as you mentioned, like it was a little it was a little weird. Like my, so my first client was essentially Walmart. <laughs> it's a pretty good one to land. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, so it was through this huge, there was this huge nonprofit um, program called my free taxes, which was designed to help lift the poor out of poverty through income tax credits and financial education. Great learning experience, by the way. Yeah. And Walmart employees were um, fell into this category. So they wanted to help 
help them. Um, and they have a foundation, right? So they worked yeah. with the IRS and United Way Worldwide and all of their people across the country. And then Bank of America and all of their franchises and AT&T. So a really interesting mix. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of polish then, nor do I now. And <laughs> hey, glad to know there's hope for us. For, there's hope for us at that. <laughs> oh yes, you know, actually, I'm on a mission about that. Actually, so we should okay. definitely come back to that. But yeah. so I was like, "Wow, you people are. This is a bomb. This is a total mess. You're all running around with your heads cut off." Like, I didn't think I said it even that nice. So I went home and I made a spreadsheet, like you said, for my own head, really, because I mean, there was almost like. The, you know, in the third year, there were 20,000 participants. That's a lot of people to corral, right? And so you guys all know, like your audience knows this, like marketing, there's the messaging needs to be consistent, right? That's hard yes. to get all those people on board there and to educate them. Um, so the first thing I did was I audited everybody. I just created this quick little way. It's it's in lately, by the way. It's the consistency scanner. If you haven't, it's like a secret okay. that we hide. I don't know why, because the shoemaker has no shoes. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you can like literally just pop in a URL of any website and it'll assess how consistent their messaging is, which is pretty cool. So I was doing that by hand and I saw that was a problem, but also nobody likes to write. <laughs> Right? <laughs> What's up so with that? True. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, I know I was a fiction writing major, so I like to write. Um, okay. You know, and I, and then in radio, I wrote hundreds of commercials, um, and so I was so interesting. To me, they were hiring out so many consultants to write blogs and newsletters, etc. And then once we did that, it was like four hours to write a good one, and yeah. it would get wasted. Maybe somebody talked about it once, you know? Posted once, then gone. Yeah, and evaporated. And then, of course, social. This is a while ago. It was it was about fifteen years ago now. Actually, social really had just this, like MySpace was still around, um, so it was just becoming really big. And you know, the idea of writing a thousand social posts for Walmart to approve was like kill me. Now it was never going to happen. You know, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's kill a million birds with one stone, right? So I yeah. looked through all the content. Like, so I was looking through a blog, and I thought, well what's written here is really interesting. What if we use these as little leads, each sentence as a lead, um, like a movie trailer? Like a hook. To, yeah, a hook. Yeah, you got it. You see, you do better than me. And then, so the sentence goes to the link to the full blog and the sentence might need a little massaging, but more or less, like there's something cool in there that'll make you be curious enough to click and want to read more of it. Yeah. And so if I did that with one blog, I might have 40 sentences, 40 social posts right? Like that. Yes. And it was, and then I just, I, you know, made this way of um, delivering all the content so everybody could publish it with instructions. Like, you know, you guys know how that works, right? Manually, oh, yeah. manually. Um, <laughs> so my spreadsheet system got us 130% ROI year over year for three years. See, and that's just, that's incredible. But here's the thing is you didn't just, you didn't just use it for yourself or for Walmart and, and seeing that ROI. And even a spreadsheet's great. And, you know, there's honestly there, I've seen ads lately where people are actually selling just a spreadsheet for content calendar planning. I'm like, my God, um, but you then converted it and, and have now born lately dot AI. And, you know, to give you an idea, an idea, guys, this is how much this, this tool freaked me out. <laughs> um, so Justin, Justin, Michael, um, introduced me to this tool and he's probably listening in here cause he's amazing. And 
when he mentioned it, I just immediately went to Lately's website because that's how I do. And I started checking things out. And if you've not had a chance to check it out, check it out. I'll throw the website down here across the bottom. And this is just, it's just a plug because I just love it. Thank you. Um, they've got a free, I don't remember what it's called, a free content generator tool. And so I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, okay, well, let's see what this thing can do. And I throw, I think it was about a 2000 word blog post in there. And it comes back with 80 <laughs> social posts in like 45 seconds or maybe a minute. I don't know. I wasn't timing it. But I promise you it was a heck of a lot faster than I could have come up with them. And from that point, I was like, I need this tool. Like, I don't care. what it, I don't care. I need this tool. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Because so, so many people end up developing tools like this for their own agencies or even for themselves and then don't take that next step. So what what inspired you to take that next step? Yeah. And and so a thanks for asking and thanks for being so nice. Um, and, and by the way, just so people know, and we had to learn. We had, I don't know if you've ever done this before. I find women have this challenge more than men, but like you're doing something awesome and you don't even realize how awesome it really is, right? So you just spoke about the automation capabilities, which is amazing. Literally, you push a button, it's 1.8 seconds if, if everything, the, computer, the, the internet is working, then you get all those social posts. And, um, but what it does when, once you have, a not in the free tool, but once you log in, it links up to your, your social accounts now and analyzes everything that does well already for you. And it creates a writing model that looks for the words and phrases that are already resonating with your customers. And it updates all the time. So you can actually start predicting what they're going to want to read or watch. We yes. do this with videos also, right? Like a podcast like this yes. and audio. So the real magic, which we're terrible at conveying because it's long, it's hard, <laughs> is, <laughs> is the AI. It's so smart. It's, it's, it's writing for you, you know, yes. right? Um, and, but the journey was, and again, I didn't even know what I'd done with the spreadsheets. Um, my, my aunt, who was the principal who brought me into the Walmart um, program, you know, she was like, this is really wonderful. You have to show Walmart this. And I like, was like, uh, you know, and, and she kept praising me and supporting me and I still didn't understand. And then um, I, I had lunch with somebody who knew a guy who knew a guy. Suddenly I meet this guy. Steve Blood, who's my co-founder. And Steve has said, you know, he was a tech guy. So he was a serial entrepreneur. Um, he was a, a CTO, a, a chief technical officer. So he understood building code and those things. And he was an angel investor. I didn't know that world at all. <laughs> and I thought he was crazy. He was harassing me. He wanted to see all my spreadsheets because by then I used them for different clients also, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he was like, listen, we just need 25,000 bucks to build some wireframes and automate your spreadsheets. And I was like, whoa, first of all, I was a rock and roll DJ and a line cook before this. I've been starving for my life. <laughs> I happened to have saved really hard for $25,000. I was buying my first house. So like that, I didn't, I didn't just drop that money, you know? And then I was like, don't touch my spreadsheets. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what a wireframe was because that's another that's another language that's that's tech talk, you know. It's, yeah. it's the blueprint of a of a website. And so Steve took the money out of his own pocket and brought in Jason, another one of my co-founders. They came over uh, one night. Uh, it was the Sunday after Christmas, and I was on Christmas vacation, and I was so pissed that they were here because I was like, <laughs> I had a couple glasses of wine. I love this. I'm trying to react, <laughs> relax, you know, right? <laughs> you no. Know? And um, he says that after that night, I was 
a lot nicer to him because <laughs> <laughs> I got it. You know, yeah. I understood. <laughs> so, the power of that, though, is, you know, there's so many principles that I could go into and I, I spend too much time on on a lot of this stuff. But I mean, it's really the tool, the, the lately tool. And, and obviously that was born from this spreadsheet and from your your you and your co-founders collaboration, for lack of a better term. Um, I mean, it's like I don't think like you're saying, I think that oftentimes because you all are so amazing at what you're doing it gets lost in the translation. And I mean, the power of this is I know influencers that have a lot of a following mm. um, that are paying virtual assistants thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars per year to do what your tool does. Yeah. And here's the other piece that, that Kate just kind of, you know, skimmed by. Um, <laughs> is it's not just that it's doing it, it's doing it and then it's using, and this is a buzzword, but but don't let this go over your head. It's using the machine learning and AI aspect to learn what works. Exactly. And then helping you duplicate it. So, I mean, the, the power of this is just incredible. And fr I mean, frankly, when I first heard about it, I thought Justin was making it up. <laughs> so it's like, no, dude, there's like, they, somebody has pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> there is no way that there is a tool out here that does this. Cause, but then whenever I saw the power of it and actually I hopped on a call with Lauren, oh, I cut nice. like, the next day or two days later, I was like, I've got to talk to somebody about this right now and seeing that power. So. I mean, from, from that point, I mean, coming over to your house and you're being a little bit pissed that they were there because of <laughs> yeah. Christmas, how, what, what did the journey look like? Um, it's not pretty. I mean, you know, I don't get to tell this part of the story too often, but so, so here we are, the three of us. And I had said to Steve, he's like, okay, do you want to go into business together? And I was like, well, I have to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> And he, awesome. he knew this journey. He'd already been in, in tech startup land. He was like, Oh, don't worry. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> you know, it's all <laughs> exactly. new, right. You're the one who's going to be up all night having coronaries, <laughs> not me. Um, so, but I, and he knew I, I, you know, I didn't know what I was getting into. So me and Jason, um, we, we started meeting people. I mean, so you have to raise money. That's the first thing. Yes. Right? This is a very different game than just having a, a business. Yeah. Um, it's all about raising money and you spend it, you spend it pretty quickly because you're trying to learn how to get big real fast. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and scale. So we raised, it took us a, about six or seven months. We raised $250,000. Um, the wireframes were great. I don't think we really showed anybody that because it was too complicated. And, and back then, there, there, we didn't even, AI wasn't a part of the conversation. And we yeah. didn't even sell it as a writing tool. We were selling it as a marketing organization tool, which is about as sexy as my butt. You know, like, <laughs> not, <laughs> and not good, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so actually, my butt is looking pretty good because I did a lot of squats today, but, but, you know, like, <laughs> my butt and snow pants. All right. So, <laughs> so like, I, you know, we, and it was, it was exciting. This is a totally different world. So I learned that my, this was a great learning experience. I learned that my network was more valuable than I thought. I, you know, I, I grew up in Vermont. I didn't go to Harvard or Wharton. I went to Skidmore. You know, mm -hmm. I was a line cook, um, a rock and roll DJ, not, <laughs> not nothing fancy. Right. Yes. And um, going into this world, I realized that I had some really interesting people around me and you just start asking everybody for money. That's the deal. Yeah. So we raised the money and then I hired um, our first CTO that we lost to an alcoholic 
bender, a yeah. long one, and we lost a hundred thousand dollars and we had nothing to show for it. And I wasn't too phased because I'd never done this before. Steve was just like, "Ugh, give up now. Like this is, ter this is terrible devastation, you know? <laughs> and I was like, no effing way, man, we're, I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. And so, um, we and it was it was so weird it was just so weird because i didn't know it was right or wrong really right and so yeah. somehow i managed to i i won a i i got i placed in a pitch competition so we had a little wind in our sails and then i got us into a, a very um well-known accelerator in new york so we got some money because we just yeah. lost all the money we raised and we got some cachet and then we suddenly when you go to an accelerator it's like startup camp basically yeah. you get a network instantly you get access to all of their networks so now i'm getting a quick education of what this life is like, you know, yes. and I'm still stupid enough to keep going. <laughs> I'm like, we, this sounds fun. <laughs> I think it's one of the key pieces of entrepreneurship is just having just that little bit of naivety to be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep getting punched in the face. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't even know. Like, so I smoked all, like I was, I love smoking. I've smoked forever. And I had, I'd, one of those people was serially quitting and I'd quit for several years and I had to move to New York city. I hate new york city i think it is disgusting i'm sorry people it just is right and i was so lucky i, I had two friends that had two amazing houses in Stytown and on on central park so i was living the life for free when i was there and i still hated it and so i started smoking again because i was just like you know stressed yeah. um, so that's that's you know i was punching myself in the face yeah <laughs> right exactly um i've i quit since then but but anyway so then um you know we I have found another CTO. We lost him to um, depression, yeah. which was, you know, another blow. We just, we couldn't figure this piece out and we had no product to show for it. Right. What are we doing? Yeah. And then um, Brian joined us, Brian Serkia, my other co-founder. And now, now we're moving. Right. So yeah. things started to change. We raised some more money. Um, and, and those times compared to recently, um, Brett, like those were actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy to imagine? Like I had no idea what getting punched in the face was like every day then. Yeah. Even though I was, you know, yeah. but but then like and tell me if you want me to shut up because no, no, you're good. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> okay. So, you know, female founders, listen up, because like I wanna let you know about some stuff that's going on it because it's not you. Like if in your you know, a lot of people not just women, but I, but women I know especially have this bizarre default where we instantly assume that we've done something wrong when something goes wrong, right? That it's my fault. And the yeah. tape runs through your head. You, go, you run through all the things you could have done better and all that. And, and then even when you express, when you figure out that it's not you and you first express it, well, almost always all the feedback comes back that you still did. And so you have this whole, it's terrible. Um, yeah. So I, I was trying to raise 2 million. Um, and I had, or 3 million actually, I was looking for a lead investor. That's the person that writes the legal term sheet so you can raise the rounds. The person that puts their butt in the line so that everybody else can come in and, and trust that you, my company is going to like do what we say we're going to do basically. Right. And I couldn't, I was, I had everything that they told me to do. I had the MRR, the product, all the things, you know, yeah. I should be, I couldn't get an A plus and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get a lead. And that's when that, um, all that research came out that says that male female founders only get two percent of all venture capital money wow two percent only two percent 
<laughs> right? It changed. Guess what? It went up. It was at that time, I think it was 2.2%. Uh -huh. It's grown to 2.7%. <laughs> wow. Which is crazy, right? So, so just far to come. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, you know, they do things like they'll ask, um, female women do this to women too so it's not that's yeah. the unusual thing um so they might ask a man how are you going to grow the company and then they'll ask me how are you going to prevent churn right mm -hmm. that's just how it is so anyways yeah. we i ended up having to drop the burn of the company from a hundred thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars a month that means my staff didn't get paid for almost two years right wow yeah 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 they're these are lauren is awesome right she um, is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, they all are amazing people. And so we put our heads down. We doubled our, our MRR, our monthly recurring revenue. We got some great customers and we landed Jason Calacanis, who's a very well-known and respected Silicon Valley investor that does yeah. an accelerator out there, right? So he's the host of This Week in Startups. Yeah. So that's a big win. And we got out there and growth was still really flat. We, we weren't figuring it out. And I was emotionally just you know, really done. And I'm sure. yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> and, I, can I mean, it's, yeah, it's so it's, and I was flying from New York city to Silicon Valley once a week. Yeah. that And back. That's just, and that crazy. by itself will just completely wear you down. Yeah. I mean, again, high class problems, but like, it was so, it was so weird anyway. So I graduated in the top three of the class and I won the final demo day and I had a term sheet in my hand, going to raise 4 million bucks. And uh, then, you know, COVID happened. So, <laughs> um, but one other good thing happened, which was, um, well, a few, there were a few other good things happened. It's always a confluence of the right yeah. things at the right time, right? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, we all know that feeling you, it's your job as a human or as a leader to know when it's, when the, all the stars are aligned and to, and to steer it in the right direction. That's, that's the trick, right? So it's yeah. part luck, part your, <laughs> your know-how, I guess. <laughs> so at this time I had the know-how to say to my team, I, I mean, I'm going to die. I'm just so, my mental state is terrible yeah. and um, I need to just go away for a little bit. And this was the time when Brett, like everybody, suddenly everybody wants to have zoom dinners with you and zoom cocktails and, <laughs> Let me buy you virtual coffee. Yeah. Just, I wanted I one more of those messages. I swear oh to my God. God. <laughs> it was, it was really terrible because I was so, um, I, I still feel this way, but I, my feeling was I failed not once, but twice I failed. Mm -hmm. Right. I failed yeah. these people. I failed Lauren. I failed Steve and Brian and Jason and everybody else. Like I didn't do it again, again. Yeah. So now that that thing is running through my mind. Now I know something's wrong. Now I know it's my fault. And my this is what I'm thinking in my brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And um, but I also said we had a customer who was really asking us to build this feature that we wanted it to build it, and other people were asking us. And so I said, Could you guys please do that? And they did. Um, and then our lives changed. So yeah. uh, the feature was the video clipper, right? So <laughs> yeah. I think I think I know who that was, but yeah, that's it was okay. great. Yeah, so get that yeah. was Gary V, right? So okay, Gary, yeah. well, he wasn't the person that asked about it, but he, we were already working with his team, and Brian Moran was actually the person who asked about it, okay. and we were already working with Gary V. They were going to churn actually because Gary doesn't need an army, but yeah. like 
right? He doesn't, he already has one. Yeah. And we couldn't really find a best use case for the product. The, the product is good for all of his fans, right? Yes. But he's clearly the poster boy with his pillar content and all that, right? Yes. And um, Jim Thompson, who worked for Gary, um, made a demo of a Twitter account and it had all the video clips published on it. Like it was just a, a secret, you know, Twitter yeah. account. And he showed it to Gary and Gary said, oh my God, can I meet them on Monday? Who's that? <laughs> That's so awesome. That was awesome. So then we had a lot of social proof. And then since yeah. then, um, we have tripled our sales. So we started the year at 25,000 in monthly recurring revenue and we're now at 75. So we're 200% up in 10 months. And so you did that. This is one of the things that we talked about that you did that on the back of your own tool. Only using lately to for lead gen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about what that looks like and, and how that's kind of built out. Cause we have a lot of people that tune in here that are marketing consultants and marketing, marketing agency owners that, you know, they're work, they're working to help get their clients similar results and not have to, you know, go the traditional route. Cause frankly, the traditional route, in my opinion, is dying, but that's a totally show. <laughs> no, it's this show, right? The the tradition, the all, especially in SaaS product marketing. So uh, I'm really excited to turn this on his head because it is broken. Yes. Paid is dead. We know that as well. Um, that's been yep. dead for a while now, but really people are just starting to kind of get it. And um, we only use lately, so I don't have time to create content at all. I do shows like this. I don't care if there's two listeners or 20,000 listeners. This is content for me. I'm going to ask you for the file, as you know, right? Yep. We're going to put it in lately. Lately is going to automatically transcribe everything you and I say, and it's going to go through the transcription, look for the best quotes, match up the video clips for of the coolest one-liners you and I say, and give me probably 40 or 50 or yeah. more. And then I'm going to trickle them out into, over time, over the next 40, 50 weeks weeks because this is legacy content you and I are building right here, right? Yes. We're not saying stuff that's going to evaporate into the wind because we already know to do that, right? Yes. Which, by the way, all marketers, if you don't know that now, all content is now legacy content, right? Yes. 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 So doing what only that, nothing else, no paid ads, no cold calls, no cold emails. Sorry, Justin, Michael, <laughs> <laughs> we have a 98% conversion, 98%. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've increased the sales 200% in 10 months. So it works, right? Because the AI is so smart at learning what you guys all want to hear and picking yes. up the, the cool things, you know? See, and this is one of the things that we talk about so often, and I'm not going to go too deep into this, but with our agency, when we're talking to potential clients, one of the things we talk about is one of the critical pieces at this time, the way things are going right now, if you don't learn how to marry the human experience and the technology experience, then you're going to go the way of things like American or AOL. Yeah. I was literally this morning, you know, Jeffrey Gittimer and I were having a conversation this morning and we were talking about those companies who chose not to realize when they were at that pivotal crossroads. That's right. I mean, AOL, Blockbuster, so many others that, you know, we could just sit here and name that came to a point with technology when they're like, man, it's just a phase. <laughs> and there's, there's actually a cartoon that I use anytime I'm using, I'm doing a presentation or a keynote. One of the cartoons is this guy sitting at a board meeting and he's saying, yeah, things like, you know, social media, fire, 
the wheel. <laughs> Those things are all going to go away. They're just a phase. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh. yes. and I, I love this. So here's Chris coming in right here in the comments. Be more kind, be more human. He's and I think so that's, a, that's such the epitome about it. And frankly, that's anybody who is like you're talking about, who is looking at this as a legacy and seeing the value of it is realizing we're at that crossroads now. And it's just been accelerated yeah. by about five years. Yeah. And in part, you know, what, what, what Chris is keying in on is the AI, we know to never remove the human from the equation. We don't do that. The, my AI is designed to get you 75% of the way there. You take it home, right? Yes. Because the AI learns from the human constantly, right? Yes. So the more you spend time tweaking those little social posts, once you get them, and if you don't, we see you out there and we call you out on it, by the way, because <laughs> we, we can tell. <laughs> so if you're a lately customer, make sure you take that down. <laughs> yeah, Alexander Lowe, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Another Justin Michael friend, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's so important to have that collaboration, right? Um, as with anything, you know, like, m you know, the humans are emotional beings. And so that little something... This, the smile that you have that I'm yeah. seeing here that we're all seeing, that's irreplaceable, right? That yep. little the sparkle in your eye, the thing that makes me chuckle, whatever it is, you know, we yeah. got to keep that amplified. Um, yes. Right. And um, so yeah. And especially now, I mean, <laughs> yeah. now you do need to, re you need to reinvent yourselves. You need to reach out and be everywhere all the time, more than ever before. Right. Exactly. Um, but do it in a way where that's why the engagement is so, so important where trust is everything. It's yes. our most important commodity, right? Yeah. And you can't build, I think I wrote about this on LinkedIn recently. You don't build evangelists with robots. You God. don't. There's your one liner. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can, the robot can help you like, you know, mix the cake, but you got to yeah. bake it really. And that's, you know, it's funny because one of the things, and I keep going back to him just because I, I, and I really, I need to introduce the two of you guys because Jeffrey's number one motto, and it's, he's, I think he's actually trademarked the phrase is people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. And he said his differentiation is that he does not teach people how to sell, even though he's known as the king of sales, is that he teaches people how to create an environment where people mm -hmm. want to buy. And that's what you're doing at a level, at a scalable level. And when yeah. you're talking about the omnipresence is really what it is that is needed in today's market. Nobody has time to sit and create content all day. And if you do, you're not doing anything, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I hate to, hate to be the one dropping truth bombs here, but if it's true, but marrying the windows of time that you have with a tool like lately it's just, it's the multiplier effect. Yeah. And it's the multiplier of that, that voice. Right. So, yes. so for, so, so here's how radio ties in with that, by the way. Um, and I'm just going to be a nerd and how much time do we have? Are we okay? But you're good. Um, you're good. <laughs> okay. So um, in, in radio, I learned different tricks to, I was always in a, like when I left North Carolina, they called me, I went to XM from there and they were, they got the book back, right? The Arbitron book. That's like the Nielsen of radio that measures who listens when it's this really weird system. That's okay. Kind of but anyways, it, we live and die by it in radio. And my, my um, GM called me and he's like, dude, you're number one. And I was like, what? 
so the format we did was called AAA. It's adult album alternative. It's not number one in any market ever. It's always like number 20, 21. You're never number one. Right. And he was like, and I was on at night, uh, e evenings. And so that's also never number one. And so that means over rock, over country, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, what did you do? And I was like, I threw out your pay playlist and I did my own thing every night, which is what was true right and i was the production director so i made all the commercials and i made all of the drops in between with that my special radio voice right so for four hours it. a day or five hours a day i think it was it was all me you know and what i was doing was this kind of radio specializes in playing album cuts and mixing lots of kinds of music mostly rock based but familiar with old right so that's the real trick about it is for you to be comfortable and trust me and create that space of buying right yeah. you, you need to feel um familiarity comfort all those things and um with music so this is the other nerdy thing um so the i forget who the guy was but who's the who's the king of neuroscience that wrote those books i forget someone will write in the chat and tell us but yeah. the, the you know talk about the the neuroscience of music tells us that when you listen to a, a new song your brain has to access every single song it's ever heard before in order to place that new song in its library and when it does that it accesses all the memories of you hearing that music which is very emotional. There's nostalgia yes. built in, right? And so again, it's so interesting because when you're talking, your voice is a note. When you, it's a frequency, right? Yes. When you read text, you hear the voice in your head. And so then it's my job, whether I have the microphone or the camera or the social media messaging to make you feel that even though I'm pushing this your way, I'm the broadcaster, that if, if I want you to be a not a not a listener, but a fan, I have to make you feel as though you've got a voice too, right? Trust me. Yes. Yes. And so and and making you feel like you can digest something new because I've couched it in something familiar. Right. So that's why yeah. you if you've seen me write social posts on Twitter I swear like a sailor in real life, I'm foul, foul cockamouth, but I don't do that online too often. I try <laughs> to. But I need to supplement it. So I do it with, I loved Hanna-Barbera growing up. So I do things like jumping Jehoshaphat or, you know, holy hot pickled <laughs> jalapeno peppers and just corny stuff. Yes. It's corny, but there's a reference, yes. right? You know? Yes. And that's how the AI learns too. Like, um, it's association. It's association. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's that reminds my, uh, so I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old awesome. and one of the, one of the movies that has, has come up on the highlight reel lately has been Madagascar. <clears throat> oh yeah. And there's a part in that movie. I didn't even catch it. My wife pointed it out to me where at the very beginning where they first land on the Island and where, how in the world we get into this? I never know. But, <laughs> they first land on the line the island and the zebra is running from the lion and he says sugar honey iced tea there you go i love that one <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my like, favorites <laughs> do you realize what he just said and i was like no and i was like no. oh that's creative <laughs> <laughs> yes um i used that when i was 13 all the time <laughs> like playing playing arcade games and you know losing oh yeah oh yeah yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and they do that. It's so clever. Those movies, they do that so well to appeal to you, the parent 
and the yeah. child so that you can tolerate being there because otherwise it'd be very painful, <laughs> right? And that's why the the Mandalorian is so good because they're doing an excellent job of referencing so many things without making it too obvious most of the time. Yes. It's subtle enough so that when you get it, you, you just smile. You're like, exactly. See what you did there, you know? Well, uh, it's the power of the psychology behind it. And that's, that's yeah. the reality is, and this is something that, um, I can't remember who it was that I, that I heard say this first. It was somebody in Justin Michaels community and they were talking about, you know, we need to get away from this B2B, B2C mindset and realize that at the end of the day, it's human to human. Yeah. That's and Brian Kramer. That's, is it Kramer? Okay. So that's yeah. where we differentiate ourselves is by going human to human and realizing that we are not talking to a major corporation. We're talking to a person inside of that corporation. And we, when we understand who they are, what's important to them and the psychology behind it, then we can reach them with our messaging with the right intent and giving value mm -hmm. and showing, and again, creating that environment that they want to buy. Yeah, exactly. So, so what's so funny is one of the questions we often get, and I'm sure you do as well, like we'll talk about um, vernacular, that casual language, um, saying things like jump on Jehoshaphat or, <laughs> uh, or like hashtag peeing my pants, which I said when Gary tweeted about it. <laughs> I would have been right there with you. So <laughs> right? And so people are like, well, I'm broadcasting to the banking industry. Like, you know, can I use that messaging? And I'm like, you know, just what you said, you're not trying to reach the banking industry. You're trying to reach a person. Yes. Right. And like, I think about, I'm, sh I, I want someone to show me someone who's not this way, but like every, every um, CMO that I know that's at a fortune 500 company, their personal um, Twitter or LinkedIn messages are so incredibly boring and one dimensional. Yes. And it's shocking to me. Right. They should know of all they have the biggest microphone of any of us. Right. Yes. And I'm just like, I it makes me want to vomit my eyeballs out, honestly. Right. Yes. I just like, why can't you be interesting in any way? <laughs> I think that's what attracts people to, to people like Gary V is he's just authentic. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are or what it, what's going on. He is going to be unapologetically him. And he's going to communicate that across every single channel. Yeah, he actually advised me. So I had, I used to do um, a video a day mm -hmm. and it was about startup life specifically. I mean, we, we learned early on that I'm on the cover of the magazine I'm trying to sell. Right. So there's no shame in like using yourself. Right. Yes. yes. And um, so, so the videos though was really not about lately. It was just about my, up uh, my, my ups and downs, which are mostly downs and people love the downs. They love it when. Oh yeah. I've had a shit day. <laughs> so, relatable. Uh, yeah, it's relatable, right? It's so funny. And, and I was only doing them on Facebook and Twitter because I was worried that all my investors or future investors on LinkedIn would, would see it there and, and not think of me as confident or strong or whatever. And he said, well, then you don't want them as investors anyways. And yes. he's right. He's right. He was right. So I did, I started doing it and they had the biggest reach on it. I stopped doing it for, for some reasons, but I had the biggest reach on, on LinkedIn, by the way. And see, that's, that's the thing is, is authenticity sells more than anything else. And I think that's, that's the lesson, if nothing else, is that authenticity sells a hundred percent of the time. It does. And you know, what's really 
sad is people, they don't know what that means and they think of themselves as boring, right? They can't figure out what of them, of their own stuff is worth sharing or interesting, you know, which is sad, frankly, you know, that's number one question. The number, the other number one question we get is like, um, I don't know if you've joined us, but so every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, um, we do a free thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times it's a copywriting masterclass where we'll auto-generate something with the machine. It'll spit out a bunch of social posts. And then Lauren and I will, by hand, the human touch, go in and optimize them with some personality to show people how to do it. Because people are very bad at this. (laughs) It's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not dissing the people. I'm dissing like the culture. Like it's just we've we are not um taught to we're you know, it just is always the way you're taught to just fit a mold, right? Like yes. being a teenager, you gotta look like everybody else. That's you know standard. It's humans, yes. how humans are. Um so, anyways, it's really fun to do that. And it's great to see. I mean, I can't we still do it and people still come. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. It's not a, that's the thing about marketing in general. You know this, Brett, right? Like marketers, it's kind of like diet tips. The women can't get enough uh, or anybody like diet tips. Like you could hear the same ones all the time. You always want to know more beauty tips, same thing. Right. But yes. in marketing, like <laughs> I've yes. got, I've, I have some of the top marketers in the world who still ask me questions like, well, how many times a day should I publish on Twitter? <laughs> and answer yes. is, I don't know, but <laughs> do it a bunch and see what happens, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Make it, make it so that they make you stop publishing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, Twitter. That, now, you know, Justin, my, this is a specific message to Justin, Michael. Don't do that on LinkedIn, Justin. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. It's so funny. And, or like, they'll say, well, what do you mean? Like if I publish more than once, won't I be spamming people? And I'm like, okay, let me just tell you how this works. <laughs> the chances of me scrolling by, I've got 5,000, 7,000, 7,200 connections on LinkedIn and seeing your post is pretty slim. Yeah, <laughs> so like is. a commercial, you, I have to, you know how it works, right? So the old marketing adage was seven times you had to hit, somebody had to see, read, or hear your thing seven times for it to sink in. Now yes. it's 12 to 14, it's a lot more and nobody wants to be spammed. So, you know, that's why with lately you get like 40 different different messages they don't think of it as the same right it's not and it's also way more democratic because people respond to things differently it is stupid to me to try to reach all your customers in the exact same way with the same message yes 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 that's where you know one of the things that that um i think is really starting to take hold in the marketing industry that i love is true segmentation Mm, Um, not just, Oh, well, this guy came to us from this funnel. And so he must be ready to do this. You know, we're getting to the point where personalization is becoming more and more important in your overall marketing message. I I can't remember what study I was. It was either Forbes or, uh, I think it was Forbes that I saw the study that talked about how in the next five years, and this was even pre COVID how in the next five years, the personalization of buying experiences is what's going to be the differentiation. Yes. And that doesn't mean like dear name. (laughs) (laughs) Dear first name. I noticed your company name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's not what they mean. You know, (laughs) it's just so funny and true. (laughs) It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. The mindset shift that's happening now is exciting. You know, I mean, you know, while COVID is devastating and there's really some awful things happening at the same time, as with all 
you know, global change, you know, ever before, there's always like this other side because humans, we figure out how to survive one way or the other, you know, that's what makes us so interesting and, and wonderful. Um, and so there's all this invention happening. And I'm, um, I'm very grateful to be here during this time, by the way, even though it's, yeah. you know, so weird, but to be witnessing this and to see, to visibly see things that would normally take maybe decades and you're seeing them happening actually overnight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Um, and so it's so exciting to be a part of that. Um, and really to be a cat for me, my aim is to be a catalyst, right? Like whether it's um, lifting other women up or other line cooks. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's... They've got it good these days. Like Anthony Bourdain set the, set the path for that crew. <laughs> um, but I think it's really um, part of our role, Brett, and it seems like you do it already is to, um, shine shine a light on interesting things or new things or new people and and give them that lug up you know um, oh one thing real quick I wanted to touch on the you got to meet everybody you have to meet my friend David Allison um, he'll actually be on the that 2 p.m show Eastern yeah. on Tuesday so David has invented this um, data set it's called value graphics right mm -hmm. and the idea is that demographics are dead and they are because you don't, it doesn't matter if you're short or tall or a man or a woman or black or white, or you live in Sri Lanka or Boston, you have lots of things in common with these people. So instead of dividing us up by arbitrary, really arbitrary things, I mean, we see this in this election, like how many people have people in their family, multiple people who voted different to them, right? Yes. <laughs> like yes. just because your family doesn't mean. So value graphics found that there's 56 key elements that combine uh, that 56 basically words that define the groups of people and what they respond to. So like productivity would be one. Uh, that's the uh -huh. number one American value, if I remember correctly. In Canada, it's family. How interesting, right? Interesting. <laughs> um, we've been learning that with our customers, it's community. They value being being a member of a community. And so what David, he works for the Model United Nations as a consultant around this. This is how, this is totally like life-changing. And before, same thing for him. He was one of our first customers. He had a hard time getting people to accept this. And now, whoop, right? And yeah. what I love about it is when we do the show, we do one one new, one of those 56, we reveal one each time. And then he's so good at talking about and educating me and everyone else on how to use that idea to marketing. So for example, if what your customer values is community, that means that they want to belong. <laughs> so is the messaging that you're creating talking about how to belong to your club or your group? Or are you badging people? Do you have merch that shows yeah. that they have your product, those kinds of things, right? You know, yes. do you have a Slack channel just for them? <laughs> this is, uh, so, you know, it's funny because I was watching Joe Soto as a mentor of mine as well in the marketing community. And um, he had a gentleman on yesterday. It's the, I won't go into all of it, but he was talking about the new messaging of uh, in the COVID um, environment and how there are the three key things that activate the reticular activation system. He's getting deep into psychology. And he talked about the three areas were safety, growth, and belonging. And that in this new, in the way things are shifting, that it used to be that growth was the largest one. And I guess mm -hmm. he's probably thinking in the U.S. market. 
and that belonging was a smaller one. But now because of where we're at and the fact that people are so isolated and things like that, that that belonging one is growing exponentially mm. across the market. So that's, I mean, I totally. think that speaks so much to what you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's, I feel like there's, David is the expert. And so now I'm just making it up a little bit, but like, yeah. I think that goes to, sorry, I just almost choked to death on my I water. saw that. That's okay. That's why I kept <laughs> talking. <laughs> well done, you. Um, so he he would, I, like loyalty rewards are sort of part of that as well. Like that loyalty is a whole different um, diabolical fact, we call them, as yeah. opposed to community. But there's, there's, you know, relations there as well, because then you're in this other club and it's so, I don't know, there, I, we don't even, I don't know what I'm talking about yeah. anymore. I just think this is so... Um, so many things are changing. And like you said before, like if you're not looking around with your eyes open, ready to take the ride right now, I mean, you're dust. Yes. Right. Yes. That's yeah. so true. See now. So now here's my public commitment is I'm going to work to get David on the show now. I'll um, it's really, yeah. you, love, you love him. He's wonderful. Yeah. That'll and he's awesome. Canadian and everyone I know who's Canadian is pretty wonderful, frankly. Oh so. yeah. That's, that, I, I love me some Canadian. That's for sure. <laughs> that's not, that's not like at all discriminating against anybody else, but. <laughs> right. Right. Is it okay? It's, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like as well as SNL sure. made it okay. You know, they're Canadian. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Once SNL does it, you're, you're safe. You're in the um, so before we close out here, um, you know, I, I want to, I always like to, to leave people who are tuning into this. A lot of the people that tune into this tune in later on. And so I love to leave people with something more, you know, on an actionable sense and with the growth that you've had and it, you're, it's so near and dear to my heart because it's truly creating that content environment, um, which is where your growth is centered around. What do you, what do you see coming forward or going forward rather? And what would you say for those people that are in the marketing industry, in the sales industry, as we are moving forward into 2021 and only at this point, only God knows what to, to give them the, uh, the momentum that they need to continue forward. What would your, from your perspective, what would, what would your thoughts be on that? So that's a really good question and it's complicated, but also simple. So, um, organic is back in a big way and organic is King. That means it's the hard way you have you have to do it by hand. There's a lot you have to do by hand um, yes. and you have to be willing to do it. But the value is infinitely and exponentially greater, right? We're talking about making customers evangelists, big difference, right? So I'm interested and in, am doing it already is interested in, in creating an advocacy flywheel like this, right? So where our customers are standing up for us. Um, I mean, this is about lead gen to be right. We're just yeah, going to prank about that, you know. Um, and it's more than that. I mean, we haven't we haven't met somebody in almost ten months that hasn't said we, I heard about you X somewhere else. And I'm a little company, Brett. We have nearly 400 customers, and we've only been in market for three years. I'm a startup, right? Yeah. And we're making a run for the mo the money here, you know. <laughs> um, and so I think that. First of all, knowing that it's hard marketing, people like they just don't want to do marketing. You know, it's just the first of all, stop thinking of it as marketing. It's lead gen, it's yes. sales, right? Marketing is sales. And if it's not, you're doing it wrong, period. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, then it is a waste of time. Then it is black magic, right? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we actually, Lauren and Chris and Ankit and, and Ben um, and Katie, like those people all ha have had special arenas in their life, customer service, sales, 
um, data analysis, social media, but we glom them into one at Lately because I ha we're small enough to be able to do it, number one, but we're all learning from each other at the same time. And we're really looking before the, they used to call it or whatever, customer journey. I mean, right. But that's the stupidest thing in the world, honestly. Like, but we just pay attention to our customers from the beginning and the end. And the walk that we walk is the same walk that I, the way we treat you before we get to know you and when we get to know you and internally how we treat each other is the same, yes. right? It's the same. And so that's, this is a new mindset. I think people need to also understand is that like, it's just food did this. Remember, food did this not that long ago. It <laughs> goodbye, frozen dinners and canned things. Let's go farm to table the hard way because it is hard, but it's so much better. And look at the industry now. They have a freaking cable channels. Yes. Right. So this is happening, and you need to really um, understand that what the value is there. Um, and then I think the other thing I'll say is that the looking at um how do i say this um i just want to uh, looking at paid models i think there's got to be it's not paid is dead as we know it now it is yeah. but there's going to be something to replace it and we all need that because that's really how you scale right yes because this way is nice <laughs> but <laughs> it needs more and so i'm really curious of what that's going to be i'm keeping my eyes open and yeah. everybody else should as well right so how can we reinvent paid advertising yes and do it in a way that has some human in it people are okay with ads they are yes. actually right um i just watched home alone and i saw soft scrub and coca-cola and all the things and i was like cool you know cool yeah right? oh yeah uh, it's cool that? when you spot that. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um, it's, it's one of the the studies that I saw LinkedIn recently put out where they're talking about, you know, the slow growth of the organic side, but then you've got the initial spike of paid, but in, even in the past couple of years, after that initial spike, it's, you know, unless you're changing something major, you're, it's just dropping off like crazy. Yeah. What is it? So, you know, I just feel like I want to take, I want to take the people who are building those the part of the product out to lunch and just be like, Hey, <laughs> have you guys met a human lately? <laughs> we all hate this, you know? <laughs> yes. yes, that is so true. And I feel like they're not asking anybody what they would tolerate and people are willing to tolerate paid because they understand that it that ain't for free, you know? So yes, exactly. Anyways. Exactly. <laughs> well, I love that. And so what I'll do from here is firstly, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot, even tell you how excited I was about this show. So, nice. um, so it's it, it has been amazing. And if you'll hang out for just a second, I'll close us out. Um, so thank you all, first and foremost, to everybody who tunes into this. I know many of you will be catching us on the live replay. And then as we as we upload this to the various podcla podcast platforms, which you'll be able to catch us there after the holidays. So January, 2021 there, that first week we will, you will start to see episodes appearing on all of your major podcasting platforms. But, uh, I, first I want to tell you that if you have not already go down, the website is scrolling across the bottom right now. It is www.lately.ai. Go and check out, just start off like I did with the free tool that they've got there. And I promise you, if you use that and that doesn't excite you, 
as a good friend of mine used to say, if that doesn't fire you up, your wood's wet. So with that, to, or Monday, we will be having another special guest here on the show, Jennifer Gittimer, the king of sales wife, um, who, in my opinion, will bring us a lot more than Jeffrey did. And he would, he would uh, make sure that I said that. I am very excited to have her on. On Monday, we will be going live 2.30, same bat time, same bat channel. And with that, again, thank you for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, I'm here to remind you, either post value or just don't bother.